All right, good people. It's another lovely Thursday here at Big Gold Belt Media. That means we're getting ready to jump into our weekly Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. Jamal and I will be handling all the topics tonight. We're talking Edge. We're talking this Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match that AEW had. Kurt Angle's had some things to say on his podcast. And CM Punk is again on the buzz room. All that and more. Let's get into tonight's show right now, folks. People, welcome back for another episode of the Big Gold Belt Wrestling Podcast. The hosts tonight are myself, Nigeria, alongside of the Giant Cab, Jamal. How's it going, brother? How you feeling? Uh, I'm tired. I just got in for the Nationals game. Uh, yeah. uh, they just beat Boston maybe about an hour ago, and uh, it's it's been a long run home. <laughs> well, good to have you tonight. Uh, a salute to our absent uh other host of the show will on vacation damien working marcellus is who knows football working something he's always into something but that's okay we're going to handle it tonight uh and before we get into our wrestling topics we both saw some movies this week so i always like to talk movies so you know i want to throw that in there real quick i checked out blue beetle you checked out this movie called the moon i'll throw it to you first my guy uh the review both reviews are available right now at bigobelt.com um, but giving you some uh, some some time to verbalize it here. Uh, talk to me about what this movie is, and did you like it? And should people go watch it? Okay, so here's the um, the 90 second uh, synopsis. Uh, in Koreans, uh, for the first time ever, the Korean Space Agency has uh, charted a manned mission to the moon. Uh, the reason why is because they want to solve an energy crisis, and there is good old fashioned. Uh, new energy in the form of hydrogen and carbon or whatever on the moon. So let's go get it. Now, what could possibly go wrong? I mean, it's Everything only a quick space. jaunt uh, to the moon. Well, their first mission blew all to hell. You know, uh, if you remember Challenger, uh, it looks it spectacularly crashed like that. And then their second mission is on the way. Will it suffer the same fate? If it does, what happens to the space agency? Well, as the name implies... They're going to the moon, and unfortunately, uh, accidents uh, arrive, unforeseen things, foreseen things, and one of their uh, cosmonauts, uh, astronauts rather, they're not Russian, they're Korean, but gets stuck on the moon, the real moon. Damn. Mm. What do you do? Not only did you have, you take years to make a mission to the moon work, now you got to get this guy from the moon, or... <laughs> He's going to be the first corpse on the moon in human history. Yeah. 
Yeah. So um, will they do it? Can they do it? Will the government spend the money to go get him? What does he do on the moon? Uh, you got to yeah. have to watch the movie to find out. But the but the long and short of it is, is that it stars one of my favorite guys from one of my favorite K-pop groups, um, D.O. from uh, EXO. And he's not the first movie that he's been in. He's been in more than a few, but I thought that he was really good as like the young you know, rookie astronaut who gets stuck on the moon. And there's some other, uh, you know, it's uh, if you've seen um, uh, Along with the Gods, parts one and two, same director. So you kind of know what you're getting into, the high concept, high fantasy, special effects are on point. Um, it's not a perfect movie. I really wish they stayed out of the politics of the whole, you know, of the whole thing. And, uh, you know, the Americans look really goofy because the only other space program in the world is, you know, NASA. So uh, so it's not perfect, but it is fun. And for two hours, you know, on a Saturday, yeah, I'd say see it. Because honestly, if I didn't get a chance to review it, I would be in one of like the 40 theaters around the country that is planet. So what you should do if you're really interested uh, you can check your local theater, but more importantly, go to Wellgo Media, uh, WellgoUSA.com, and they have the listings there, along with all the other uh, feature films that they have out in theaters. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a pretty good time. I like the moon. Uh, you can check, read the full review at BitGoBelt.com, but, uh, you know, the short version of it is, it's good, not great, gave it a B-. minus. Sounds good. I'd be much, much quicker on mine. I've seen Blue Beetle. It's out in theaters, I think now, if not tomorrow. Yeah, it's first uh, it, preview shows tonight. Yeah, yeah. So I had a chance to check this out early. Um, and it's 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 certainly a must-watch. Uh really? while there is a really lot of good things that this film does good. Um, I think the representation, being able to see uh a Latino a Mexican family on display in the manner it is is authentic. You have uh perfect casting, um, you have everybody really uh, contributing in a way that makes their characters feel uh bigger than life you know everybody whether you have a suit or not feels like a level of a superhero uh but being able to see that authentic perspective into this family and this dynamic really makes you wonder why it took so long for it to be a latino superhero on screen like this so beyond that it's a funny as hell film george lopez geez <laughs> oh my goodness uh, but yeah, definitely go see it. Um, if you had any hesitation, I, it's absolutely a must watch. Did you see it in IMAX? I did. Did I? No, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. And the reason why I asked is because all the commercials say. I was like, is, are we getting IMAX? It's like, no. <laughs> um, where, where did you see it? Tyson's. Oh, and it wasn't and IMAX. That's a damn shame. Um, yeah. uh, you know, the reason Barton why I say it is because all the commercials say filmed in IMAX at the end yeah. of the commercial. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? But um, so that actually, I might wind up checking that out tomorrow. Um, yeah, and I will, I will, I'll, I'll say one other thing. The full review is available right now as well, too. Um, I, I think for by a lot of the promotion material, I thought everybody, you know, I, I said fear. I think this is going to be one of those films that's going to that's going to cut or blast you. So you're going to have to be worrying about, you know, sensory issues and, and, and vertigo and stuff like that. Um, but all that color blasting that they show in the trailers and the promotional work is like 20 minutes max. So, well, let, me, let me ask you this, and this is the review. Is it better than The Flash? That's See, like, listen, I like The Flash for what The Flash did, but this film just worked on all cylinders. Okay. Like, the okay. superhero stuff, the family stuff, you know, supporting characters, everything worked. The only okay. thing I think that was a knock on this was, like, the villain um, really wasn't a good villain, but it didn't need to be. 
Anywho, okay. let's get into it. Let's get into some wrestling stuff. Starting off with Edge uh, getting ready to celebrate his 25th anniversary with a match that he's never had against Sheamus, who's obviously going to be a Hall of Famer in his own right. Uh, but this match is going to happen in Toronto, his hometown. It's going to happen this week on SmackDown. Now, Edge has confirmed that this is his last match of his contract. So then there's other speculatorial things happening. Number one, retirement. And number two, AEW. Will him and Christian reunite? Will he be showing up at Wembley? Folks are going wild. The dirt sheets are doing what they do. The other reporters are doing what they do. The fans are getting involved. It has been a dumpster fire on social media with speculation today. But as we are here to talk about it, Jamal, what is your stance on this? If this was Edge's last match, if this was just all said and done, or how do you ultimately see this playing out? Well, this is the short answer is I, I would have thought that if it is his retirement match, and we, we've been talked about recently, especially since there are a lot more of uh, the older guys that are well past their prime, well past their careers, <laughs> they never really got the actual full send-off that they deserve. Um, and if they did, it, I, it doesn't hold up. I don't remember uh, Dean Malenko's last match. I don't remember um, you know, Lance Storm's last match. I don't remember um, you know, Jerry Lynn's last match in the sense that they had the big send-off with the boots in the ring and all that good stuff. If that were the case versus with Edge, why would his last match be versus Sheamus? Now, you say that it's the well, first time ever. Cool. It's in Toronto. Sure. They knew that this date, this date was going to come. But don't you think that a match like this deserves a bigger name than Sheamus? Not, no disrespect to Sheamus because he's a Hall of Famer in his own right. Been with the company forever and a day. But I don't think of Sheamus when I think of Edge. <clears throat> Yeah, when yeah. we saw the Ric Flair retirement uh, show, pay-per-view, uh, dumpster fire, it, the question wasn't... Oh, almost could, a tragedy. Right. Yeah, Listen, listen, listen. I know people are joking, but listen, Kimbo Slice and Dada uh, 2000 or 3000, uh, rest in peace to the two of them, those are two street fighter legends and they went in the ring cardio gave out and it was a very tragic night that night so listen it was not far from the same result with rick flair out there so right but that's but 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 it's among the same level where you're thinking who could match with flair and yeah. it, and it, we started naming people from from earlier than 1990 and realistically none of them are ready so it was what it was with edge it's like well who could it be it's his last show, Toronto, SmackDown, big deal, retirement show, and it's Sheamus? That's why I think this isn't the end. Yeah. I, I just think that that, that, um, that match isn't how you go out. I, I think that, yes, Toronto is a big deal. I don't, I, don't, I don't think that he announces that he's assigned for another year or he's working month to month or he wants to end at WrestleMania, but I think that a Hall of Fame career – deserves a lot better than the best six man you got. Yeah. And I think Seamus has longevity on the side, but I'm not really convinced that Seamus, I mean, like, definitely like Edge versus The Miz. Two Hall of Famers. Two yeah. future Hall of Famers. But that match doesn't have the weight that you need it to 
for someone's retirement match. Yeah. I don't know who that would be. Uh, you know, would it be Christian? Would it be Jericho? Would it be, you know, somebody? I don't know. Would it be Triple H? I don't know. But Seamus? Seamus doesn't yeah. scream. Uh, you know, this is Seamus doesn't scream Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair in WrestleMania. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the longer lines that I would want to see for a guy like Edge. Yeah. And even if it's one night only, um, I don't know. It's something just feels off about the whole thing and the way that it came together. And I don't even watch WWE. So does this match have any other implications? Are they even involved in the storyline? Nah, I know that nah. Edge was doing doing stuff with Judgment Day, but I think that that's come and gone. Yeah, so, yeah. This, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're you're right, you're right on the nose here. Also, let me just clear up that I said da da three thousand and what two thousand or whatever. Anyways, da da five thousand. So put the math together. Uh, but um, with uh, with this, it definitely feels more like a regular weekly booking of like, hey, he's going to be in Toronto. We need to do something for the hometown legend. Um, right. So wh- who's available? And Seamus and him is a good match on paper. Sure. With something that could be building towards something later. So like the fact that it is his last match of his contract does to me, it doesn't feel granular as it as he should deserve. So yes, speculations buzzing around him. It's it's sort it sort of warrants it. What I'm interested in is that why nobody sees this as an opportunity for them to just re-up his contract, give him another year deal now that he's got his, his legs under him. Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, because he's very clear in in in, in what it seems like uh, his his statement of saying this is the last match of my contract. That doesn't mean you're fired. It's, they're damn right. sure going to offer you something else. You know, yeah. when you when you when you have that much of a pedigree with the company, you may not be in, in ring. Maybe you will get in ring. Maybe you do get limited dates. Maybe you do get this farewell fail, farewell tour. So, yeah, I, I think that, like, speculation could go either way. But, like, to automatically assume that he shows up at AEW, I mean, first of all, I, I'm going to be very honest. And I told somebody to tweet this, so I'm just going to just say, yes, I stole your tweet if you're watching or listening. Um, yeah, I'm definitely throwing up if I see him at AEW. It just doesn't work for me at this point. Um, it just doesn't. And if it's some level of reconnecting with christian and doing the thing and whatever okay but honestly i and with that being said because now it's it's just, it's I, I get it that there's a sense of chasing a dollar or whatever it may be but i do think the question that comes about it if it does happen is does this taint its legacy with wwe because they're not going to give him that send-off farewell tour that we know now know that he deserves for sure he come back. He's had a good run. He's had some good matches. He has some good moment. The health has been intact. But if you go to AEW, I can't see them being so welcoming to say, "Please come back so we can do something." And you, you, you know, it's it's a competition now. Business is business, which means that how much longer does Edge have? Right, a year, two, and then you 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 waste that on over chasing a dollar, and then it's just what after that? You can't take the ed, the, the 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 Edge name with you. So, do we just, really want to see Adam Copeland versus uh, versus Wardlow? A lot of matches just don't work or pique my interest, and him being next to Christian doesn't do anything for me. Even if I seen them at Comic Con together, I'm just like, cool, get your dollar. But it doesn't it doesn't scream like I need to be at that booth at this. And, point. and part of it is because Christian's not that guy anymore. 
Like he yeah. has moved on. He's going through his you know super villain uh, midlife crisis arc, and I love it. I love the work that he's doing in AEW. Um, I want more of it. But that work isn't the peep show in WWE. It's different, and yeah. I'm okay with it being different. So, and I also more importantly, we got what seven, eight, ten years of Edge and Christian doing their thing. Uh, you know, that's fine. That that's great. I don't yeah. need to see that anymore. Not because it's old hat, and it is, uh, but largely because both of those guys, you know, that we ha we have moved past that point. That was a point. It'll be on the highlight tape when they go to the Hall of Fame. But we don't. I don't need that anymore. Uh, I think yeah. Edge has been doing uh, decent work since in WWE. He had the, the greatest match ever, literally. <laughs> and listen, um, that, so, look, I'm glad you brought that up because they're not shy in building a granular stage for Edge. So if this was a retirement, and if there was this do this 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 looming idea that he may leave, I think there would be enough respect to make sure that it happened the right way, instead of it just being a match that never happened. And let's check off that box. You know what right. I mean? Ray Mysterio just won a title, so you know right. you could be late in your career, and they still can handle you in a way that they want to make sure that you're still present pre presented as a big time deal. But just do doing a wrestling match in in, in your city. Is a big deal for the city, but it ain't granular in the terms of how WWE can do things. So that I, that's just my thought, you know. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that that's part of it where you just go, um, you know, for a retirement match. That to me, and again, this is no disrespect to Sheamus. It's just that I don't pair those two together. I don't yeah. feel that currently, um, we, especially when you talk about a person retiring, passing the torch. Uh, yeah. to the, so a younger person, you know, somebody getting the rub or, you know, the younger guy, whatever. I don't really see that, you know, in Seamus. He doesn't need it. It yeah. is what it is. Yeah. So then maybe is that the way it should be? Maybe should, or, should it be like, yay, hey, listen, this is my retirement match. And I want to have it against Wesley. I want to have it against somebody in NXT. I want to make a young guy famous. Or, um, or, or, or is this just. The last match before his contract, he renewed. Which is they're, not both wrong. Playing, they're both playing babyface right now. And is this the start of a feud? Which Seamus doesn't have anything going on right now. Drew McIntyre has shifted. So, you know, the two of them aren't in their collision course anymore. So, like, there's, there's, there's definitely means for it to work in WWE. Mm -hmm. There's obviously an opportunity for it to work in AEW. You know, yeah. Tony Khan would easily call Gangrel and they'll do something that's very <laughs> similar to the brood there. And Nobody will be mad at it, but you know, I it is what be, it is. I, I mean, I already said I would open their mouth. Yep, well, I, hate, I mean, okay, are they shy of bringing anybody back? And do you question, like, oh, did you see who Gang Grill was under the mask for uh, for Leatherface? That's just that's oh. just my prediction. Oh, God. Let's um, let's just let's just try next topic real quick. So, <laughs> while Tyler Perry couldn't seal the deal, whoops. It looks like ESPN still has the door open because the ESPN president of content um, has not, as you have said, exactly closed the door on inquiring the broadcast rights to WWE. So the question that remains here for tonight's show is, is ESPN a right fit for WWE? If not, then, then them, then who? I'll answer this very quick. Whoever has the biggest check, number one, no. because... Everything is wonky. You could turn on the Apple TV Plus right now 
and you can watch soccer. Not something I ever thought I would see on my television screen. And they have their own section for it. And while Apple TV Plus has been branded for their um their, for their uh, movies and their television shows or series, they have gotten into the sports game. Now, when you thought about sports and streaming service, you thought about Peacock, you thought about Paramount Plus, and you thought about ESPN Plus. So the fact that everybody's getting into game, and even um and even uh Prime with uh Thursday Night Football, and and I forget what else they have the rights to now. At this point now, it's just a matter of whoever has the biggest check. But I will say why it works for ESPN, because the brand alignment makes the perfect sense. The fact of what Disney can do with WWE is just monumental thinking about it on paper. And I also think <laughs> Endeavor really gets excited for the idea that they can add another PLE behind that pay wall. That's right. If you got ESPN Plus, that ain't just going to get your pay-per-view, my friend. You're going to have to spend that pay-per-view dollars in order to get it. And apparently it worked because they have never shifted from that model. And folks are buying those uh, UFC pay-per-views. And I sure as hell know that Endeavor would love to say, let's try with WWE. So ESPN makes work makes sense on a lot of different fronts. But I ultimately think if it ain't ESPN, whoever just got the biggest check, then let's just see what it is. We're in a very strange time. And again, I I still think it's so weird that um um that uh what's his name? Because I'm I'm definitely about to let let me take a break here <laughs> before I forget and I mess up. Uh what's his name who just got signed to Miami? Namor. I don't know who that is. Okay, cool. One of the biggest stars, one of the biggest soccer stars in the world. Are you naming hey, soccer players? What the hell? Soccer's not a real sport. What am I supposed okay. to do with that? All right, well, thank you for taking the heat off of me. But the oh, fact no, I said it. I, yeah, soccer's yeah. not a real sport. <laughs> his premiere on Apple was like, yeah, it was like the biggest thing. And it just was just, to me, it was just a shock to see Apple had that type of presentation. So I I, I, I think that with this, with, with there really being, with nothing really being off limits, it can, WWE can literally go anywhere and it's just going to have to be what it is. So. You know, we'll see. We'll see. But what's your answer to it? Because you were quickly like, nah, nah, yeah. nope, nope. So what's your um, thoughts about yeah, this? So, so, okay, so this is why ESPN doesn't work. Um, number one, they already have a rotating slate around the year of live events. I don't know where WWE fits into that schedule because what's of up, the jazz? fact. What? Keep going. No, I'm giving shout outs. What's up, Jazz? Because of the fact that um, they have Monday Night Football. Raw will right. never, ever, ever be more important than running night football. Um, okay. Wednesday, they have uh, basketball, right? Okay. I think Wednesday yeah. and Friday, they have basketball. SmackDown will never be imp more important than the NBA. Um, I think at some point in time, they got to have hockey. So nobody watches. This is true. Stop, just stop your life. This is true. Thank right you, 6 8 Jake. This people, is true. <laughs> people watching darts more than soccer. It's I'm going to. Listen, let me just say, let me just say really quickly. Ted Lasso Jeff. has done more for soccer than actual soccer has. <laughs> Let's put that out there right now. <laughs> go, go ahead, sir. So they have hockey, and I want to say they have hockey on, it's not Wednesday. I mean, Neymar, they have hockey at some point. Not Neymar, Neymar. Isn't that Neymar. the dude in Black Panther? 
Namor is in Black Panther. Yeah, the Submariner. <laughs> yeah. Submariner plays from Miami. Namor. I don't know who Miami. Are. I mean, your name is off. You might have your name's off. Face. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Um, Namor yeah. is in Black Panther. <laughs> okay. Um, and then you have golf, which they do cover those events, and they have Sunday night baseball during baseball season. They play the CFL during the CFL season on Friday nights, I believe, Friday and Saturday. Um, ESPN actually has. Well, and, and and to be honest with you, they don't have enough live sports because I'm tired of seeing Sports Center on until you know for four straight hours, and then they get into the debate shows for another six straight hours until they show their one game a day that they do live. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where WWE fits in weekly, where they don't get pushed around. If honestly, I think WWE on uh, ESPN would be worse than AEW on TNT because we know what that looks like for. You really mean it? You really mean to tell me that people are going to be watching Raw or ESPN News? Stop it. Listen, I'll say this though: ESPN Two absolutely has more of a notoriety in terms of sports. Oh yeah, ESPN Two is better than Fox Sports One. I'll give you that. Yeah, and TNT and TBS in football. Uh, yeah. Well, for or sports, sports majority, sure. yeah, for sports sure, absolutely. A lot of people have ESPN. What I am saying is, is that. You can I don't get ESPN see... news free on some chat on, on some uh joints, I think, right? No. Well, I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't paid for ESPN in, in 20 years. But the idea is I don't think they can they have too many too much live sports that revolves around live sports to um to have them on a static channel, which is to to be fair, um to Apple TV and soccer ball games, I think that Hulu might make more sense if Hulu's around. Hulu's no. they're talking about getting rid of Hulu, and, and, right? But guess who owns Hulu? Disney. But right. they're talking about they're talking about getting yeah. Hulu Disney in the capacity here in, in, in Disney Plus. Yeah, that yeah, exactly. Which right. is already a thing overseas, right? So yeah. Disney loses like several billion dollars a year, and, and they lost ten billion dollars, you know, trying to do Disney Plus, and it ain't work. They're not making money on it. Disney Plus is going to be fifty bucks a year in a, in a couple of years because because Disney's a turn of profit. You you not you not lying. I mean, about I'm dead that. serious. That, that, that's, 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 Things are creeping up like very right. crazy nowadays. Right, right. So so we're also saying that um, that the, the point is is that I think Hulu could be an example um, because of their free flowing content. Then nothing's dedicated to Hulu. There is no schedule. You watch whatever you want, and they do have live TV. So why wouldn't yeah. Hulu just have a WWE channel and actually make the WWE network on Hulu? Um, now, the problem is, is that so many people have cable still. Will they make the jump behind another paywall to pay for you know, that? And I, mean, I don't I mean, see it. I mean, that's my thing, though. Let me let me get some of the comments read real quick. I want to go back to a couple of them. Sure. Um, just to make sure we didn't cover them. But he said, uh, and 68 Jake made these previous comments saying they can also broadcast WWE on ESPN2, ESPN News, followed up by they have the bandwidth to broadcast multiple AAA productions concurrently. ESPN News is just an example. Um, the main point is that they can broadcast multiple productions concurrently, Disney and Fox. True. And uh, CBS, oh, I mean, not CBS, um, uh, wh- who else? Is ABC, ABC, sorry, also ABC. So they have channels. Um, my, my thing with this is that 
again, until the UFC uh, behind the paywall, behind the paywall is something that is, you know, fizzles out. I think there's means for business from a business standpoint. I'm sure the fans won't like it, but I think there's means for it to work. But you're absolutely right about the Monday night thing. Like Monday Night Raw is a thing. It's ESPN. ESPN having that uh, Monday Night Football contract to what twenty thirty three, I think something like that, and and into the into infinity. I mean, ESPN yeah, is beyond what, two billion dollars yeah. to get a Monday Night yeah. Football. Yeah, but while Monday Night Football is a thing for a couple of months a year, Raw is a thing all over the year. I mean, people still turn to USA and watch it regardless. So, like, whether it's USA, <laughs> whether it's uh. Uh, uh, what was that old station that they were on before? Uh, Spike uh, TV. Spike TV. Yes, I had the logo on my head. I was like, it's yellow and black. Spike yeah, the, the, TV. The TNN. Yeah, TNN. Brothers, ESPN two. Whether they rebrand that channel into something that sounds doesn't sound like a secondary channel, they can make it work. And then the Hulu thing, I get what you're saying, but like they're already going to be working on trying to integrate Hulu content into Disney Plus and then in Disney Plus interface will have to change and that's not a very seamless thing as we know by max who still hasn't integrated all of the discovery plus stuff so it that's a work in progress as it is disney plus with live tv is a hard you know is a is a good look fifty dollars fifty dollars easy 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 (laughs) but comcast already has um xfinity now which is 20 bucks a month what I'm saying is, is that ESPN is far and away in the best position to handle it. They already are the preeminent name in sports in the, in North mm-hmm. America. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a worldwide reach with ESPN all over the world in their branded networks all over the world. Um, and more importantly than that is that they do have the capacity to, and uh, to handle all of the studio stuff that you want. All of the backstage stuff, ESPN can produce that themselves. WWE can yeah. produce that themselves. It's a distribution deal. And then, of course, there is the um, the synergy between the networks. Now, now here's the thing. And I, and I, I see a question. It's a good question. I'll get to that in a second. Um, everybody's fighting for the key demographic, and that is male, uh, 18 to 49. Now, how much do all, the audiences of WWE and, and uh, NFL overlap? Look at the ratings on a Monday, 18 to 49. Who's watching what? They're watching Monday Night Football depending on the matchup, unless the matchup is absolutely garbage on paper, they're watching Monday Night Football, and then they're watching Raw. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say, I, I can't not make the claim, because I really don't know that their audiences overlap, but what I do know is, generally speaking, on a Monday during football season, number one, two, or three are either football, the pregame show, and Raw. <laughs> so, and, and, let's, and let's just call it what it is. Historically, Raw has never tried to compete with the NFL. So you see very... Uh, uh, the the show is loaded very uh, all the, the the heavy hitters in the show is loaded late within the programming because they know once you cut it off, then it goes over to it. Except for those double headers that just make no sense. Uh, but That's also early as a, in the year, right? Yeah, ridiculous. I don't want to watch a West Coast game at eleven o'clock at night Eastern time. Just kill me, I, I for real. But uh, I, I think that. I think that, like, as a fan of both, you watch NFL because you're like, oh, I'm not going to get this matchup again. It's very hard to find rewatches of football games. So you watch that, and you know you can find Raw at some rather, uh, some level of uh, replay clips, or you just catch the, the last The fact that they cover so. Raw on SportsCenter 
is a big deal. That's Fox a can't do huge that. deal. Huge Fox deal. can't do that. Huge deal. Um, and then, of course, there's the Disney integration, which means that we're going to see actual uh, stars on Dancing with the Stars. We're going to see, uh, you know, the overlap in between the other sports. If they want that synergy to work, and that's something that I've been screaming at for AEW to do, you're in bed with one of the biggest multimedia uh, businesses in North America. Why aren't you everywhere? Tell you what. And I think the WWE has a position to do that. I still don't think that for its core programming, ESPN is the right fit. Now, if that if not them, which they are obviously the best equipped for, for all the reasons that we named, then who? I yes, think so. it would have to be, they would have to do what the soccer, uh, soccer league did with Apple TV and carve their own niche out of an yep. established program. That's Prime. why I think Hulu makes sense. I think Prime Video makes sense. I think it's Netflix in makes sense. Um, and yeah, Ooh. right. I think I think Netflix makes sense. Um, and I think that if and Netflix have, and WWE have already been in bed a few times, so it, it it's sort of they're sort right. of a working relationship. Just but this programming, right? How how distribution? How does that look? Netflix will also right. have to, and they they've been making changes internally too. So yeah, and because everybody's um, losing money, like as much as like you know, these prices are not going up because yeah. you know because they you know, they don't no they're losing money, and that's what it is. It's cost. It cost ESPN two billion dollars to show one game a week. Yeah, I mean that, that that's understand what that means. Like I think that the contract is for like three or four years. Yeah, but that's only what forty games. Yeah, tell you what, because we do got a lot to talk about, and per usual, we we hit our commercial, but remix tonight. Let's get right into the indie spotlight. I know you got that loaded up, so let's 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 let's, let's do what we do. Throwing it back to you and highlight an independent promotion that you need to check out their show. So, Jamal, who do you got for this week's Indie Spotlight? So, the first thing I want to touch on is Pro Wrestling Eve. They're doing a show uh, the 26th, and that is in uh, London. Uh, that is the weekend of All In. Uh, Pro Wrestling Eve on Twitter, if you want more information there. Tickets are damn near sold out. Uh, you know, I couldn't imagine you get them, but streaming information is on the website, uh, or you can check them out on the Twitter Pro Wrestling Eve. Then the thing that I want to talk about is December 14th. Yes, it's in December, but it's a show that you need to be at, and tickets go on sale now, this weekend. Now and that's here you uh, go. When you when you spotlight these shows long in event, it's always a lot of things that change before it gets to it. <laughs> it is uh Prestige Wrestling, which is out based okay. out on the West Coast, and it is TJ Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling, which is based in Japan. They are coming together for a joint show. Damn the Forbidden Door. Uh, they are coming together for a joint show in Los Angeles at the Globe Theater, December 14th. PrestigeWrestling.net has your ticket information. That's something that you're going to want to get in on first. A lot of people from, obviously, from TJPW are coming over. Miyu um, Yamashita is their champion. Uh, Taya Valkyrie is going to be there. Masha Slamovich, Killer, Killer Kelly, Maki Ito, Mizuki, Rika Tatsumi. And more. Uh, tickets go on sale this Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. That is 7 a.m. in Hawaii. That is uh, 2 p.m. Uh, here. No, no, 1 p.m. 1 p.m. Uh, in the East Coast um, and everywhere else in between. Uh, get your tickets. PrestigeWrestling.net. The show is in December, but tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. Pacific. That's 1 p.m. of the East. Uh, you're going to want to be at this show, Combat Princess USA, the joint show Prestige Wrestling. Tokyo Joshi Pro in December for your indie spotlight this week. 
All right. I was about to say, you're going to say the title of the show, but all right, I got faith that this was going to happen. What was that show we were building up before that was supposed to be that really big show and it just never happened? Oh, um, the other one. Uh, the, the one where they... Pain, um, oh, yeah, the Office of Pain put it on. That was in um, <laughs> Birmingham, England, I want to say. <laughs> and they just... They, they, they were trying to sell out like a 10,000-seat arena. And I think they got like 200 tickets sold or something like that. But yeah. Um, so, but then they, you know, they booked like half of the indies from the US and then forgot that like that cost plane ticket money. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd never wish on no one's failure. But man, did I see a, a crash and burn occurring with that one from the beginning? Anywho. As you mentioned, you're great with AEW, and it's going to probably sound like I'm hating, but it, I've been I've been really like pissed off about this for a long time. So I love when this when topics like this hit the hit the sheets for today. And we're talking about AEW who had their Texas Chainsaw Massacre death match on Dynamite this last Wednesday, this previous Wednesday, where we got a new Leatherface champion, Chef Jerry. Okay, cool. Um, but listen, there's a lot that's kind of buzzing around this, and I gotta I have questions i didn't do too much research so i'm ready to be put in my place if i'm wrong but as it states for our topic sheet do you find it odd that AEW chose this sponsorship and shark week and not align with some of the other bigger warner brother projects this year first of all if you didn't get on that barbie wave there there's an issue because everybody got that barbie money everybody got that barbie sponsorship Barbie is the biggest movie of the year. I predicted it. It has come to fruition. Nothing's going to top it in the box office. It worked its ass off when it came down pro- to promoting ads, all that good stuff. You saw Barbie everywhere. They hit on all cylinders. So AW under the Warner Brothers Discovery umbrella, Barbie by Warner Brothers, Cool. I had a problem that they didn't have a presence there. I was like, let, let, let me make just no let sense. me just say, let me just say it for set the record straight. The Super Mario Brothers movie is the biggest movie in North America this year so far, but Barbie is only thirty three million behind that, and will probably overtake that sooner than later. Yeah, yeah. And Super Mario like already did his digital release and everything, but also Super Mario also did get leaked, so that also probably hurt a little bit too. Super Mario was a big movie. Thanks for correcting me on that. But I'm here. To be held accountable, but then okay, cool. No Barbie. And Barbie as, made half a billion dollars though, just in the US alone. So let's yeah, not... yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and, and and fine, Jake, six eight, Jake. If you didn't like Barbie, then you know, good. But like also, I feel like as a guy, he's like, why does a guy want to see Barbie? The cast alone, the, the cast alone should have been worth saying, okay. And if they would have promoted John Cena harder, all y'all wrestling marks would have been running to the theaters. Yeah, John, y'all would have called it the John Cena movie. But nonetheless, I digress. Fine, forget Barbie. What this came out this week, uh, as we mentioned in the beginning of the show? The Moon. Good movie. Go see it. Shout out to Well Go Media. <laughs> Blue Beetle. Oh, so yeah, li- and, and listen, as, as, as a film critic here, we understand that the strike is happening. So Blue Beetle, yes. which is a potentially huge movie, should is, is going to predict. It's unfortunate it's because I really do believe that the strike greatly impacted its its marketability a thousand percent a thousand percent i really wanted to say it in my review but i just came off of that that when you have somebody like a george lucas who entire career has almost been in front of the camera 
on television uh, doing these quick skits or just a, a, a larger-than-life personality. If you have somebody like George Lopez to promote a movie that not only is a good movie, but because of the significance behind the movie and the, and the representation that he gets to put on, he can sell the movie alone. George, George Lopez in junkets, red carpet interviews, all sorts of different things. Come on now. And then the, across the cast. And they don't get any of that because of the strike. And right. and, and rightfully so, that it's they should strike so that they can get paid. Yep. So the fact that the Warner Brothers Discovery had to rely on other things, pop-ups, commercials, uh, pre-recorded things, you know, and it still is tracking to do good. And this is a DCU movie. The Which first sucks. So Exactly. The first under the James Gunn era, the 14th film under the DCEU, it by all means should be really, it, it, it's easily the must-watch movie of the week, but it could be doing so much monumentally better with the added promotional work. And I and I firmly believe that because look at Barbie. So you don't get Blue Beetle. You don't do Barbie. You get Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which, by the way, folks, is not a new movie because the movie, the new movie of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Massacre came out on Netflix last year. So it's not that. It's a video game. And the beta happened. The game got released. I cannot believe GameSpot gave it a nine. Somebody paid somebody because that just doesn't make no sense. Um, it's not a good game. I, as a person who loves these type of games, it's not a good game. I'm not even hating straight up. It's it wants to I be mean, dead. You gotta hate a little bit. It wants to be dead. It wants to be it's Friday a, it's the a little 13th. Bit of in your heart right now. It wants to be Friday the 13th. It wants to be dead by daylight. It's not. It's just not. Some of I I no point blank. But nonetheless, they got it. They worked out a deal. This independent, well, not really independent, but this gaming company works out something with AEW. So it has nothing to do with Warner Brothers Discovery, who clearly has no interest in AEW, as it seems. But, hey, and then I hear there's a lengthy price tag attached. Please make this make sense. Where, where did this 100K sponsorship come from, and who did it? Well, probably the, the uh, publisher did it for in, in the marketing. But if $100,000... Does make sense because you know somebody had to make the belt, somebody had to make the, the physical things that came with it, and then of course, Khan needs his cut. I, I'm you know I think for hundred for a hundred thousand dollars, that seems like they got off pretty cheap. That that sounds like you know, if that's the case, then Mr. Beast should probably you know do a thing and get his face on the ring. That, that's pocket change to a, a multi-billion dollar company that's trying to promote a thing or or, or a game with a fifty million dollar budget. A hundred thousand? That's a hundred thousand on primetime on Wednesday night on the number one or two show on cable. I, I think that level of marketing is is pretty low. Because I don't, look at that, because for the position that we're talking about in, in the, the, the dead of summer where there's really not much else going on in as far as competition and sports goes, because baseball is everywhere, um, and the Wednesday night game on ESPN doesn't really resonate. For this time slot, 8 p.m. in a marquee match that bears your name, I think a hundred thousand is on the wicked low end, which I'm makes sorry, me wonder what DraftKings played. I mean, because the, DraftKings they were out the red carpet. The niches don't make sense. Nothing about the horror community screams AEW. Nothing about the video game community screams AEW, it, it, unless it's fighting and anything related to Kenny Omega. So, like, when you take this type of, like, was it, 4v1 
survival survival game, and you well, say it's a no DQ match, basically. That's all it is. I, I get that. I get I get the match that they built around it, but I'm I'm understanding what what is the interest of the video game in terms in terms of wanting to promote on AEW? How does that make sense to me? And that's what I just don't get. I, and and so like when you hear well, that there's a hundred K, it's like but, how do they promote who better? How do they promote hmm? who Beetle any differently? I because, mean, do they have like a thousand Beetle swimming pool match? I mean, like what do we? I, well, one, they're under the umbrella, so whether it makes sense or not, it makes sense for brand alignment. And number two, everyone benefits for the idea that the hottest movie of the week is being promoted on your show. And to see product play, I mean, it's the same as the, the um, any type of commercials being run through the Super Bowl or anything being ran through Monday Night Football. Because you know there's attention watching it, it makes sense to 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 throw your commercial of uh, And matter of fact, another reason why it works is because theater and theater <laughs> works whether it's performance theater or theatrical arts like it, it all works it comes from the same thing the, the 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 larger than life character so it just works i just don't see how like these two formulas and i and i get it i get you jake uh you got to try different formulas and if this is an attempt okay fine okay fine I'll hush i don't up i don't mind is. the branding i wish they did more of it because you gotta trust I just think that if you had a choice between Blue Beetle and the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game, you know, you have a movie that's what PG 13, that's going to have a wide release, you know, 4,000 screens around the country, massive release, even in spite of the writer's strike and all that stuff. It's yep. the only thing opening this weekend. Gran Turismo comes out next weekend. Yep. And you choose the game, which is rated M for mature, which cuts a portion of its audience. Yes. I know that doesn't mean anything, but it should. And then it's a game that's on, you know, not every system that everybody's going to play. Uh, you know, if I don't think it's on Switch. So that cuts out another section of the audience. And it's a horror game, so that cuts out another section of the audience. Now we get into, well, who is this actually for? And maybe the AEW audience skews more adult. Maybe that 18 to 49 is actually 25 to 49. And maybe that's the sweet spot for them. Maybe that's who they're trying to reach. Uh, actual college kids or post-college kids with, with disposable income. Realistically, though, uh, the kids make, make more money because kids have to be accompanied by parents. Kids can't go by themselves. Kids can't go to the see Blue Beetle by themselves. So a family of four is always going to win out. Wait, over... they can't see Blue Beetle? Well, I mean, it's PG-13, right? So your six-year-old is going to walk into the th movie theater by himself and be like, yeah, "Yo, give me two tickets." But you know that whole teenage. That ain't my, that's not that's not my concern. I'm just saying that a family movie is going to bring families, which means more people, more money. Yeah. Uh, versus a horror game that only a subsection will be interested in, that a lesser subsection can actually play. I tell you what, though, I, I tell you something else too. Another missed opportunity was Twisted Metal. Although I think the series suck. Make it make sense. Why didn't Twisted Metal have any involvement with AEW with with Samoa Joe? Um, and they also was but caught even in, still, the, in the why doesn't Orange Cassidy have a deal with Tropicana? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like that's if that's what that was his brand of choice on the indies, but yeah. I don't care. Give him a jar of Minimate. Actually, I think they're all Coke products, but but the point is that, is that that should be a thing, it well, seems like a no-brainer. Yeah, Danhausen has a comment officially licensed by um by DC. Sure. So sure. Some people get it, I guess. But, I, I just but we, think but I just we've been think talking about overall... this though. We've been talking yeah. about this and how you know individual people 
or whatever. It has to be bigger than Kenny working with Street Fighter because he's a fan. It has to be bigger than the T-shirt that came out after that. It has to I, be, you know, b- bigger than a lot of the things that they're in. You, we got Jay Cargill cosplaying as Mortal Kombat characters on a Warner Brothers show. Why is that a thing that we're not, you know, that that's that, like they're leaving money on the table? And, and Ed Boon has a thousand percent take notice to it. So right, because you have somebody walking out looking like his people on TV. Yeah. In the company that he works with, that distributes that thing, yeah, go across the hall and say, "How do we make this happen?" Yeah, and another person that's also will probably be willing to play game is is Seth. Uh, um, uh, I'm about to say Seth. Seth McFarlane. Seth McFarlane. Who? What's his name? Um, Spawn. Todd. Yeah, Spawn. Todd McFarlane. Thank you. Um, another person is willing to play. family guys is Spawn. Yeah, no, no, not Seth. Todd. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is a person that's willing to play game in terms of cross promotion and branding who's also under the Warner Brothers umbrella. He's doing all those toy lines and so on. So I don't know. To me, and I, and again, because we got some other co- topics to cover, I, I I do. I really think that Twisted Metal and AEW would have worked. I think the comedy would have would have absolutely worked. I think that like Samoa Joe obviously being there, Samoa Joe coming out is sweet too. Would have been a, a oh, fantastic. I yeah, I I don't know what's up with that, but I just think that like you know I could definitely. Gonna, they had a parking lot match. They had a parking lot match. Put recently. the car in the back. All of Twisted Metal. Why isn't that prom- the Twisted Metal match? Yes, at, at Comic Con, at in LA, they've had the ice cream truck set up for photo ops, and they just did like mini activation. You don't think they could have easily done something like that? So I don't know what it is, what, why Warner Brothers Discovery won't do the business, or why AW won't do the business. That should be a given. That, that's, that's my thoughts. Let me ask you this. Are they at, are, is AEW asking and everyone saying no? It like, could I be, mean, it, 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 marketing department reaching out and going like, hey, we got a, we got a uh, parking lot brawl. That's a twist of metal match. Hey, Barbie's coming up. Uh, let's get half our women's division in pink. Well, fucking uh, Ian Rick and Bonnie was in, was dressed as a cowboy because they were in pink, Calgary. Pink, pink ropes would have did it. I've been pink all for ropes. it. Well, that, that's a little bit too much like uh, Connor's Cure. We don't need that. But um, no. But the point is, is that there's so many little things. Maybe what if they are reaching out to Warner Brothers and going, "Hey, how do we get a taste? How do we make that work? What about the synergy? What are we doing on our end? What do we need to do?" And they're like, "Oh, all you need to do is turn the cameras on on Wednesdays and get the fuck out my face," <laughs> because it really feels like that. Oh, I, let me let me say this really quick too about ESPN. ESPN is making a lot of changes. With their brand, so they fire half your talent. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it'll be interesting to see what other drastic changes they make in terms of program well, and whatnot. They so. sharp, so you know. Yeah, I'm with it. I'm with it. First take I'm gonna be lit. Let's, let's let's get to the last two things. We got like ten minutes left, so let's make this very quick. I'll throw I'll throw it to you. I'll keep my mouth shut. Kurt Angle said on his podcast recently that he wouldn't be surprised if Finn, Finn Balor moved on from WWE. If they don't do something big with him, so does Vin Balor leave WWE at any given time? Everybody has a podcast, by the way. What's your thoughts about this? Um, I like that everybody has a podcast, but as far as Finn Balor goes, I think that they have. Uh, well, that's the question. Uh, what is Warner Brothers good at of this Warner <laughs> opportunity? That's why they're three billion dollars in the hole right now. <laughs> I mean, that it is what it is. Uh, Warner Brothers, Ooh. you know, likes leaving money on the table. We we know that's that. comment of the night right there. Right. Uh, but as far as uh, Finn Balor goes, I think that he hasn't had the run that we expected him to have. Um, a lot of the bluster when he came in 
from being former Bullet Club leader and all this stuff in Japan um, for reasons didn't really pan out to me. So as far as whether or not he, um, you know, decides to move on, he's obviously well within his right to do so. I don't know when his contract expires. Maybe it's soon. Maybe it's not. But the long and short of it is, is that I think while the getting's good, while he still has time, because the only thing he's doing is getting older, uh, maybe it is to his benefit to go on a Cody Rhodes style lap around the Indies, uh, semi-retirement, you know, it's not goodbye, it's see you down the road tour, 2025. I wouldn't be mad at that. I, I, I said I won't go say anything, but I changed my mind. Finn Balor has had a fantastic recent run with um, the Judgment Day. Because I think Judgment entire... Day has had a good run. I think Finn sure. Balor has, a part has been a part of that. Yeah, but it's not that they need him. Yeah, that's well, yes and no, because I still think he has that veteran toolage to keep everybody aligned and 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 narrowed in. I think that's important because there is opportunity, especially when you have a stable. Like somebody can fall off the wagon and jeopardize everything. And let's not get it twisted. A staple of four doesn't always work where everybody is relevant. And Finn Balor has been having great matches. And maybe Finn Balor, maybe, just maybe, Finn Balor's off his Brian, Brian Danielson, where he just want to have good matches. He's had a career like it. So if yeah, that's I don't think he has anything to prove. Not but at all. <laughs> if, if he were to take the time right now, I don't know how old he is either, but if he were to take the time right now, while he has the time to explore and, yeah. and, and with somewhat uh, remaining health, uh, this no time. 42. Like the 42. Oh, for, he's 42. Yeah. Yeah. So then, yeah, he needs to get on that horse then. If he chooses to do that, he could very well retire in WWE and go and. and Brian Danielson is 42. Oh, Brian is forty-two. So, I thought you said no. Balor's no, they're both. They both are. They're okay. both forty-two. So, right. yeah, I mean, you, you said it. Nothing to prove. Pretty much accomplish everything that he wants to. And I think right now, maybe he is content. Maybe he's content with the security. Sure. So, you know. yeah, I mean, like his motivations are his own, and he doesn't definitely doesn't need to prove anything to anybody. Um, yeah. I think he's had a good run in WWE, and he's had you know a Hall of Fame worthy career outside of. Uh, any one company, put them all together, yeah. and he's had a solid career. But it's just that if people want to see him, uh, if he wants to take the ball and paint with his own paintbrush and, and watercolor, this would be the time to do that. Mm -hmm. Because I don't know how much longer he has, you know, he wants to go. Yeah. And also think he's wanted for a good rest. And we didn't see him for a couple of months and came back. And I'll tell you another thing. The demon gimmick, very fun. A lot of fun. But also problematic if it goes too long. Just look at Bray Wyatt. So with that being said, let's get to our last topic here. CM Punk, and, and, and I do make that comment about Bray Wyatt, the character, nothing with his, his mental health, nothing with his personal health, all that stuff that's circling around. I'm just saying that The Fiend was going to run him into a brick wall, which it did, and people stopped caring. The Demon was the exact same thing, that he was overpowered, and, and at some point, it was just not going to work. It wasn't going to make sense for booking. So there's that. Anyway, CM Punk is back in the news again. Um, as the notes say, for the raw reasons, that is a uh, relative. If you are Tony Khan, it's enough, enough of Punk. I literally don't have anything to say about this. I don't want to talk about Punk no more. <laughs> What's your thoughts here? Well, that's kind of why I phrased it that way. Because after a certain point, it gets tiring. 
when is enough enough of, of this thing? And as far as uh, making the news for the wrong reasons, the bottom line is nobody's talking about Collision being a good show. They're talking about, you know, Punk being a prima donna. They're talking about Punk saving the show. They're talking about Punk running it from, you know, micromanaging it from behind the scenes. Um, those things aren't good because they're taken away from the roster, the show, the product. That's a yeah. problem. Uh, he's, you know, I'm not going to say that he's overshadowing the product, uh, Collision, but the longer short of it is, is that I haven't heard, I haven't heard anybody give me a reason to watch it on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, I mean, bad times lot. So you either like, you either watch or you don't. I, I, I just say this: all this punk stuff, people are so invested into what's happening backstage. Well, that is just. And well, yeah, everybody... that's, that's that's the unfortunate part of the internet is that um, yeah, I remember because I'm old when you had uh it was a, it was 950 a minute and you had a, a seven minute long uh taped message of what the dirt sheets would allow you to have yeah and after spending too much money on listening to gene oakland tell me the scoops you went on about your day now yeah. it's 24 7 it's omnipresent everybody has uh, a dirt sheet everybody thinks they know they have an insider they can't name names it is what it is the long yeah, and short of it is is that if if I'm not saying that punk is a distraction or detraction from a collision. It's not him going to the reporters and saying, Hey, look at me now. But to be fair, it is taken away from the product. People aren't talking about the show. I mean, but like, let's just, so let's just call it what it is. Punk is doing stuff and people are eating it all up on the same token. You have people like Ryback out there. That's always saying stuff and people just ignore him. So the fact that Punk does anything and people want to say something about it obviously makes him a draw and of interest forever, forever, forever. The other thing is what's really annoying is like you do have folks that are sources and that, you know, provide the scoops. And you think about people like Nick, um, who Nick has really been telling more about the story, which at one point I thought Nick had really exhausted everything. He's told me a lot of things in, in, in confidence. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm really not in, big into like, reporting things so like he tells me things that and, it, and it's just between us but like he's definitely exposed more about what happened that night and, and beyond that and and sean raw sap does his work and reports it and he has his sources and then it's interesting how people take these stories remix them remix them then builds a belief off of these remixes and then they run with this narrative so like you got so many of these random stories out floating that people are picking sides to things that aren't even the legitimate perspectives of it, which makes it all annoying. And then, as I mentioned, the folks that the fact that people are so invested into people's into the backstage stuff and into people's personal life, rather the 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 the, the bucks and and punk aren't on the same terms, and somebody tried to apologize and they didn't want to apologize then, they didn't want to apologize now, and then punk says some stuff about um. Uh, about uh, uh, Adam Adam Page and people are like right. running so with that. It's it's like... When is enough enough if you're con and you put your foot down and you move past this? I mean, but but I mean, again, I, I, I just think that like there's a lot of personalities in, in that locker room and some sure. people about that life. Some people aren't. Some people going to talk. They talk. Some people not. The fact that it was done after the show. It's no different than anything else that happens after the show, whether it's giving somebody praise and like and, and let's let it let it let it let it be very clear. There is a lot of shade that th that gets thrown on 
after the show goes off. People will say something to lift somebody else up and take a shot at somebody else. Very, very low key, but it's still shade one way or another. The fact that Punk said what he said about about Paige, it is what it is. Like it's like, all right, if he if he wants to talk it, then it is what it is. Everybody's on it. Matter of fact, there's a lot of keyboard gangsters out there. He just happened to say it in, uh, out on the mic. So right. So if you're so, con, when do you tell people shut it up? Man, pr- do your programming. And long, long, well, I feel you. I feel you. Is he ever going to get grasp of his roster to dead all of this? At some if, point, if, if if not him, then who? Yeah, you can't. You can't have two separate meetings. You ha- he's going to have to do some peer mediation. <laughs> it's going to have everybody in the room. And I'm not and even go- saying like you know, like, hey, uh, fire anybody that talks to the dirt sheets or whatever, whatever. I mean, we yeah. we know we know what that is. Yeah. But I'm just saying that if you have this, isn't the first time something like that has happened. Yeah, the uh, people forget that, or maybe they don't. They choose to not remember that when the all-out thing happened. Khan was at the table, sitting next to Punk. So uh, I think this is more reflective of Khan than it is of Punk because if you have the ability to do something, you're going to do it. Yeah. When does Khan get in and say, "Nah, I don't care if y'all don't like each other. Dead this shit." We don't, we don't, and if you do something, we don't do it on the mic. We, you know, this ain't for us. We, we take it backstage or whatever. When is he going to yeah. step in? When is enough enough? Yeah. Well, I don't care that Punk said anything. I care more that Khan allows it to happen and continuously allows yeah. it to happen. Yeah. It and, takes and, away and, from it's the not, show. and it's not a Punk thing. It's a, no, it's a culture across the board. That's right. it. All right. Let's, let's end the show. Y'all care about Aubrey Edwards. <laughs> I really wanted to talk about it, but I'm not I did not it. put that in the notes. That is on you, sir. <laughs> That is on you. Let's wrap it up, folks. That will do it for tonight's episode. Tonight's edition of the Big O Belt Wrestling Podcast. We're live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, or across all of our social media uh, platforms that allow video. And you can keep up with news, content, reviews, all that good stuff at BigOBelt.com. Folks, come check us out live. Get in the comments. Be a part of the conversation. We absolutely will engage with you all. And if you are listening back to the audio podcast here, hit us up on all social media at BigOBelt.com. For Jamal, for myself, that will do it. We'll see you all back next week. All I really need that big-